Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. At what point do the Chiefs become unlikable by the public? Because at one point, we, uh, wait, when do what, they become unlikable? When do they become unlikable? Because we don't really love dominance two, in sports. We've two seen years the ago. it happened already. Oh, it happened already. It happened already. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because we don't love dominance in sports. Listen, we don't like dominance. We we really don't. And um, you know, now they're adding these women to what they got going on with the Chiefs and like with Taylor Swift and then Brittany Mahomes getting involved and everybody making it about them and the women and all this other stuff. Now it's definitely going to come. It's going to it's going to create more and more hate from not just people that don't like division, but a lot of women that is like they shouldn't be brought up in the game of football. Yeah, you know what I, mean? like, I, so I, I think those men like are weak. That. I, so I've I've come around on this, and I actually confessed Uh-oh. to you last week that I was just doing it because it was fun. I had mm-hmm. fun during the season being that guy, and I guess candidly, you know, as I mentioned last hour, just little Chiefs envy played into it. But I never was truly angered by Taylor Swift being shown. Like I have nothing against Taylor Swift. Like you know, she's the biggest star in pop right now. She, she generated she, almost four hundred million dollars for the NFL. Somehow I don't know how. I don't know how she well, generate that much money for. I guess people, the Swifties buying buying products ex- and yep, jerseys that, and stuff like that. Exactly. So, yeah. She she's 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 been great for the NFL. Uh, it didn't really bother me. I, I I admit I was just being that guy because it's fun to go at people in music who have like those devout fan bases. Like I don't want any smoke with the bars. I love Nicki Minaj, but you know that the, the barbs get kind of toxic. But like the Swifties. They ride for her. The Beehive, you know, mm-hmm. the Navy with Rihanna, you know, Meg Thee Stein. I, I forget what Meg Thee Stein calls her crew. But, like, it's fun to go at them. It's just it's just cool. I, I was having some fun. But then some weird thing has happened the last two weeks, BJ, where, like, politicians and right-leaning news networks are trying to hijack the narrative, and now it's completely turned me off. So, I'm all, yo, show Taylor Swift the entire game next week. I want to see her for four hours next Sunday. That I, wow. I've completely gone to one eighty, cause that like it's it's just like it's being hijacked. It's become a political thing. We're just like, uh, um, what's his name, Vivek Ramaswamy, who who was in the running to you know try to run for president. He went on Twitter and put out like the NFL is rigging these games for the Chiefs because the the prize at the end is they win the Super Bowl and then you get Taylor and and Travis Kelsey. Announcing how they endorse Joe Biden and like, are you serious? <laughs> like, oh yeah, like sometimes people are so smart that they're dumb. Like that's yeah, just nah, so can't stupid. Bring all, can't bring all that into the game, man. Come they, they, on, man. Taking stuff away from the game when you start adding that type of stuff. Because I tell you, man, I'll be the first person to get away. And I'm, I know I'm probably one one viewer, but start bringing all that and getting all that type of stuff involved into the game of football. I'm done watching it. I'm almost done watching it right now as it is. So. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I just like the game. Now you say show for four hours. I'm not gonna say show for four hours. I don't <laughs> I'm saying that just hours. to, you know, get people mad. But it's just like uh, the conspiracy theories out there. Like people gotta stop, man. And I get like the Super Bowl is the biggest event of the year, so the news networks need something to, you know, latch on to to help generate content for them. But like, yo, chill out with that. Like, let's just enjoy what it is. Taylor Swift could do what she wanna do. Whoever she votes for is her business. Whoever Travis wants to vote for, if he's down with the, the vaccines let him do what he wants to do but to pretend that the nfl is rigged 
like to to get Joe Biden back. Like y'all are serious? Come Man, on now. Joe Biden, ain't, Joe Biden is not will not be in office again after this running. It's over with. The guy can't even see. You know, he's he's he, 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 You can see when he talks, he shakes, and he he does. He's not in good enough shape to be a president. I'm. I'm, 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 I'm but I'm not even. I'm not even getting into that part of it like people could feel how they want to feel about you know the 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 candidates between trump and biden or my point is just like thinking that the nfl has like this end game this long play to rig an entire season is like the height of stupidity yeah and i always and i always have these conversations about the nfl being rigged and it pisses me off every single time because i know how hard we worked i know you know, the hours we put in, players and coaches, for someone to come out and tell me it's rigged because things things happen certain ways where you're like, look at this, because you got a conspiracy brain and yeah. you think everything is a conspiracy. It, those type of, you know, those type of debates I don't handle well and and I, I, because I, I was a part of that. Like they mm-hmm. said, beating the 18 and no Patriots, it, like, it was rigged. How was it rigged? They had no controversial calls in the whole game. You had one controversial catch that was clearly a catch. The ball never touched the ground. Yeah, you know it's like, disrespectful it to you who you you put your Absolutely. blood, sweat, and tears into it, and and you know people are thinking that there's this big conspiracy. I I, I just simplify it because I I don't I can't you know look at it from that level. I didn't play the game. I just simply I oversimplify some things just to get the answer that I you know I, I'm in search of. Is it easy or is it plausible or feasible? To rig an entire season, you know how many people have to be in on that. You know how many people have to like be hush hush, and even if you try to do it, uh, you know relationships get fractured, books get written, and it's like yeah, you know we rigged the entire season. That makes the sport look bad. It's so it's so stupid. I don't even know why I'm entertaining this, but you know what we need to do next week, man. We, we're gonna have the alternate cast, uh, the Nickelodeon cast. Shout out my guy uh, Noah Eagle, who's gonna be doing that. Get the alternate cast and let Taylor Swift do a cast, which she could call the game. Her and uh, Jason Kelsey and, and Mama right. Kelsey and Brittany Mahomes. Get them on the alternate mm-hmm. cast so they could they, they could be involved in the shenanigans. I'm right, I'm, so I'm saying it tongue in cheek, but you know I just get I I'm gotten <laughs> frustrated with all the people who have fixed their lips to say that this damn season is rigged. I mean y'all make yeah, me man. sick. Y'all make me sick. Eight hundred nine one nine. The uh the, you know. The Chiefs aren't uh, uh, America's team like that to be rigging something for them. Yeah, I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Gabriel in Brooklyn. What's up, Gabriel? Um, good afternoon, guys. Listen, um, Brendan, you and Ty kind of write about the dynasty situation, but me personally, I don't agree. But could I ask the um, I say what's the, I ask my phone what is a um a dynasty in sport? They say basically that somebody like that dominate a sport or a team that dominate their division, which Buffalo did for four years. But in my opinion, you're not a dynasty because you didn't bring on the chip. If you ask Buffalo, would they would, would they lose like three um if they could just win one Super Bowl and don't go back to them three um, other Super Bowl, they would accept that more. I probably would too. I probably would accept that as well because it's nothing yeah, like having one. a ring. Yeah, it's so not you like know, having at, that. At, at this point, let me say something to your guys one more thing. At this point, you could say the Chiefs, they're already a dynasty, especially like in a game like football because, you know, in football, most players don't last that long. So they're already turning the team over. So for them to go to, like, this is their fourth Super Bowl, they're going right in five or six years. They already won two. So if they win one more, whether they win one more or not, you could say this Chiefs team is a dynasty. 
Yeah, well, appreciate the call. I, I think if they get if they get this one, it becomes interesting. Like it becomes a legitimate conversation. Then if they get the next one, then there's a no doubter. Like you can still be on the fence if they get this one next Sunday. You know, too many years of separation between the first and the second. You you can talk yourself into that. But if they get three straight. <laughs> talk yourself into it. Then it's then it's like I mean, what are we talking about here? Scott's on Route 17. What's up, Scott? What's up, my man? I love when I get to catch your show. I'm driving myself to the hospital. I step oh. on a piece of wood, and urgent oh, care no. couldn't get it out. But, oh, uh, no. so listen, to my knowledge, wait, I hold watched- on. wait. Time yeah. out, Scott. There's there's a lot to di- there's a lot to digest. I'm gonna let you get to your point. You stepped on a piece of wood, and now you're driving yourself to the hospital. That feels a little dangerous to me. I, no, I, I'm okay. It's the left foot. I drove to urgent care. They took an X-ray. They numbed it. They're like, "Listen, we're not going to cut you open now and not be able to do it all, or go to the hospital." So I'll be all right. But I'll be all right. Listen, so when I get to catch your show, I usually be hanging out with my kids right now, which is fun and all. But so listen, I watched the Jets Eagles game. I think it was the most watched game at the time. Yeah. And there was a ticky tacky call at the end that gave Mahomes back the ball back. Oh, Je- you mean you mean Jets Chiefs week 4 Sunday night football Jets, Jets Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. I'm yeah. a former Jets fan. I recently gave up on the team. You know why? <laughs> anyway, um the, the NFL Twitter page immediately switched to we're all Swifties now. Yeah, I saw that. Now, Instagram. Taylor Swift to my knowledge, Taylor Swift is only getting people to register to vote. She never picked a side. It's not much different than when MTV did Rock the Vote. They're just trying to get the youth out there. They, she didn't say vote for anybody. And, you know, go Chiefs. I mean, plus two. Come on. They're going to win. Hate- and I love Brock Purdy. I have him over 10. I have yards rushing. It's at 12 and a half. They're going to make that guy run. We're going to make like them those plays. Week. So you, so you like the Chiefs plus two? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to bet against Mahomes, man. Appreciate the yeah. call, Scott. Yo, good luck, man. That, Especially that since it's rigged for him, foot, right? Yeah, especially if it's rigged for them. That, having a piece of wood in your foot, the splinter, man, that's no joke. And, but he's got a, a, a big one piece of, of wood. One of them tough jersey guys, man. He's, a, he's one of them tough jersey guys, man. You know, riding on Route 17, coming from the urgent care after pieces, you know, stepping on a piece of wood. One of them good old tough, tough guys from Jersey, man. They okayed him to drive with a I piece mean, of wood in his foot. How's he going to get home, man? I mean, I mean, call an ambulance. Do I'm pretty well, sure he drove insurance. there. He drove there. The, the worst part of it, he drove there. So when he <laughs> left, when he left, That's it was sad. Bad. Scott said he has his kids. Man, he don't got like family that can help him out. He's got to be on his own doing this. Man, Scott is cool. Scott he's... seems Scott seems happy. He doesn't seem like he's he's flustered about anything. Doesn't seem stressed out. He's doing well, man. Do your thing, Scott. Man, we we look forward to hearing from you next week. I like that. Uh, Brock Purdy over ten and a half yards. He showed some scrambling ability in that game against the Lions, particularly in that second half, where they were taking away a lot Wait, of over ten and a half yards rushing. Yeah, oh, I'll take Eli in a situation like that too. <laughs> you know, ten Eli don't run. Scott is in West Orange. What's up, Scott? Hey, what up, Ty and Brandon Jacob? Yo, yo, yo. What's good, man? Yeah, everything is good, man. I just want to talk about um, that Buffalo team. I'm a big Giants fan. Um, 1990, I remember 10 years old, we won that Super Bowl against Buffalo. That was great, man. But those three years after that, we had to watch Buffalo. Buffalo's tough teams. That defense, um, Drew Smith, uh, Talley, and then running back um, Thurman Thomas, Thomas. Yep. Jim Kelly, mm-hmm. the coach, um, was the coach. 
Seafood, George Seafood, I think it was. Oh, yeah, Marv Levy, yeah. Levy, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Marv yeah, Levy. George Seafood was over in San Fran. I got you. Jim Kelly, um, Lofton. Like, no, I'm a Giants guy, but I know all eight teams. <laughs> mm. Hey, man. I like that Buffalo Wait, Bills. So, so, I, I like so Scott, you saying that's you a know, dynasty or no? I'm saying, yeah, that's a dynasty. Even though God, they lost man. those games, those are still tough teams. Nah, man. <laughs> tough team. I appreciate the call, Scott. Tough team doesn't mean it's a dynasty, though. Does it make you a dynasty? I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Uh, it's like the Le- LeBron's the example, but like teams that go to the the the, the Super Bowl multiple years. So the Vikings, you're calling that a dynasty? We, we brought them up earlier. They went three and four years, four and eight years. You you, you think that's a dynasty, Brandon? Uh, I guess I'm wrong on Dynasty. So, no, I don't think it's a Dynasty. <laughs> now we could disagree. It's cool. I love a little back and forth, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I just think, as far as Dynasty is concerned, man, it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I just think make, making it to the pinnacle. I, I'm going to say making it to the top and being there consistently. I, I consider that a Dynasty. All right, let's hit Tim in New York. What's up, Tim? Yo, what's up, guys? Hey, I'm uh, driving myself to the hospital. I cut my arm off with a wood chipper, but I'll be all right. <laughs> you got jokes, Tim. That's uh, not cool, though, man. He might be in some real serious pain. I love your sense of humor, right though. There, man. Tough, that's a tough dude, man. I'm all props to him as long as he doesn't <laughs> crash. Um, hey, I just wanted to get your opinion on the upcoming NFL draft for the Giants. If you guys were in charge, what would you do with the first couple of picks for the MYG? I appreciate the call. It looks like uh, every every mock I look at, Brandon, has them taking uh, Malik Neighbors as uh, uh, with that sixth pick. I like that pick for the Giants, man. I, I I really do. Number you know number one, I'm a Giants fan. Number two, I'm an LSU fan, and number three, I'm a Malik Neighbors fan. So if they take him, I'll be I I will definitely be happy. I think I think he's a downfield threat. He runs good routes. You know he's he's hard to tackle. He's hard to bring down. Big, strong, you know, nice, nice size, you know, uh, strong, hard runner. Um, I, I like that for the Giants. I like, I like neighbors for the Giants. Feels like we say this same thing every single year. Got to improve that offensive line for the New no, York Giants. Don't, don't, no, no, no. But not, take, not with that pick. I think that with that yeah, pick, I would be, I would be, I would be ecstatic if I'm a Giants fan. And they get neighbors with the sixth pick. Gives you another yeah. weapon. You still need that number one receiver. I, I, I think that Jalen Hyatt with the right quarterback, because he clearly has the speed, and he showed you in a couple games this year uh, with Tyrod uh, that he can. He's got some some explosive um, game. Like he's got some explosivity in his game, right? So I, I think he can he can develop. But you still need that number one receiver, man. Still don't got that yeah, one guy. I, I think I think for what we do with offensive linemen, uh, you know, that we've taken them and we still and still and still consistently blame them as for you know make them the problem of our non-success, uh, you know, of our like over our lack of success on offense. I think you can take a lineman in the third, fourth round and and still have the same damn excuse. So take neighbors while you can. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. I mean, a lot of a lot of stuff happened in that last segment. A lot went down. All of a sudden, I became a big Taylor Swift proponent. I think we need a Taylor <laughs> Swift alternate cast for the Super Bowl. Her, Jason, Mama Kelsey, get uh, 
Brittany Mahomes up in there. They call the game. I, I'm with that. I'm with the shenanigans. How about this? I have a question for you, Brandon, because okay. I got the Pro Bowl on my on my screen. I have no idea what's going on. Only reason why I have it on my television screen is because I'm doing the show and I want to see if any like breaking news happens to be able to react to it in real time. Mm-hmm. How much do you think tickets are going for right now on StubHub for the Pro Bowl? Uh, probably, I don't know, hundred bucks, hundred and fifty bucks, somewhere around there. Tom Bauer, weigh in. What's that number? So according to Ticketmaster, where I looked at, there were plenty of tickets available for twenty-five dollars. Oh wow. Nobody want to watch what they're doing and change the landscape of how it's done. It's no one wants to watch it anymore. I mean, People better off watching and having drinks at the house from, from way cheaper. It's empty seats. Uh, I, I mean, you you couldn't pay me to actually go to this game, or you, I was gonna say you couldn't pay me to to watch this game, let alone go to it. Because I, I don't even know how it works. What's go, it's drones? They're like throwing footballs to like spots. Like well, I, I have no idea what's happening in the, in these festivities. Me either, man. I couldn't tell you the last time I actually watched the Pro Bowl, and that's from when it was playing real football. In it, I haven't watched it probably. I haven't watched the Pro Bowl since two thousand and eight or nine, something, you know, something like that. Yeah, it's you know. clearly by far of the four major sports the worst All Star quote unquote weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, MLB does good with the with the Derby and the actual game. It's competitive. Basketball has gotten a little, you know, silly with the. Didn't it score? Did, yeah, didn't it score like two hundred points last year or something like that? Yeah, it's, 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 it's like literally no defense being like played until con- the last. It's like a dunk contest and a three-point shooting contest the whole game. Now, if the guys actually went out there and wanted to win, then it could be a fun game because you get the best right. players in the world playing, you know, competitive basketball. That's fun. Uh, but there's really nothing you can offer offer to them as an incentive to want to try hard. And risk getting hurt, and you know, compromising your your team's championship um, abilities the rest of the season. Uh, the worst one. So, Joe, pop on it. Did you say that in my ear? or Did you say that on the air? No, I said it in your. What's the worst All Star game that we have? Oh, it's definitely football. Well, football, no question. Yeah, it's, it's not like, basketball at this point. I mean, they no, had a target score because, last year. Because, because I'm gonna tell you this. I, I still will watch basketball because it still shows a lot of athletic ability that those guys possess in in a All Star game for the NBA. This type of dunks and the type of stuff that they do is not challenged, but they still doing it, and it's still it's, it's still okay to watch it. What the NFL is doing is is a no go. It's, yeah, it's, I, it's I, a no go. I mean, I couldn't have any like less interest in this than 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 I do right now. I didn't even know it was on right now until you said that. I, only reason why I know it's on, like I said, is because I wanted to. Why I thought it was Sports Center, so I can you know see the news happening. But it's mm-hmm. just it's an absolute mess, an absolute mess. I've got no interest. Can't wait for for next Sunday, which is sad though, man, because that's the end of the football season. That's it for us. That's it. Yep. That's it, end bro. Of the football season. All right. This is uh, some of these tweets uh, coming in because uh, we put a poll out on Twitter. The Bills went to four straight Super Bowls in the 90s. Was that a dynasty? So far, 69% of our audience has said no. Uh, meanwhile, 31% of the audience, I don't know what happened where they voted yes. Um, but Boy Green 25 says, absolutely not. A dynasty is winning multiple championships in a short period of time. Cowboys three and four years, plus what the Chiefs are doing now. Going four times and losing ain't a dynasty. Out throwing the Niners. 
uh, 80s, 90s Niners, and then that the Steel Curtain uh, Steelers back in the 70s as a dynasty. You got um, uh, someone else weighed in uh, said, absolutely not. It's scripted sports entertainment. Uh, someone else, Sub Zero Two Four Zero One, said a dynasty of losing. So <laughs> there you have it. Yep. Well, I guess it's not a dynasty because everyone has their opinion that says it's not a dynasty. That's what I would, that, you know. That's what I'm gonna go with, Todd. It's an it's 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 an opinion. It's an opinion. I mean, we all uh, have our different stances on it. And what and what and what percentage said yes, it is. Like how uh, much? Thirty one percent. So thirty one percent of us. Our opinion states that it's the dynasty. Yes, thirty-one percent of the people yes. are just—I mean—tremendously incorrect. But you know, if you want to live in being wrong, that's your decision. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacob show on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. It's time to decide: Are you in, or are you out? Oh, let's do it. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, on the air to 2 o'clock. We'll play a game right now that we have played all throughout the season called In or Out. Joe Leo, Tom Bauer come in and they submit statements to us and we let them know whether we are in or out on said statement. Take it away, guys. All right, let's start locally with this one. In or Out. This is on the rumors of Saquon Barkley to the Chargers. So, in or out, simply. Saquon Barkley will sign with the Los Angeles Chargers this offseason. I'm out. I think the Giants are going to franchise tag him again. He is so important to the culture of the team, not just on the field, but off the field. He's a fan favorite, and he's a great player. The one thing you don't love is that he's got a rich injury history, and we saw him miss three games this past season. But, I mean, everything about Saquon you love, you want to ride for him, and he means a lot to this organization. So I don't know if it means that it's a long-term deal, uh, but I do think that even worst case scenario, they'll franchise tag him again and bring him back because he's just an integral part to what they're trying to accomplish. So I'm out on him going to the Chargers. I love Saquon Barkley. I love everything about the guy, a dynamic talent. Uh, he's definitely needed for the New York Giants. He's definitely one of, the, one of, if not the most important person on the offense. But I got to say I'm in on that because I think I think he can do better, you know, uh, I think I think LA is a different situation when it comes to you know for him it's new you know I just think he needs a change of scenery so I definitely I'm definitely in on him uh uh being with the Chargers next year. Next, in or out, the Giants off season is bigger than the Jets. Uh I, I'm out on that. I, I'm I'm out on that. I think the Jets need. I I think the Jets need a little bit more than we do over there. So I think some of the moves that they could make, uh, they need to find a legit backup quarterback this year. I mean, this off season, uh, they need to find another another offensive tackle this year, and and they also needs to find another go-to guy. Uh, I think at wide receiver as well. And on top of that, I, well. That's just offensively, but I think the defense is fine. I, I, so I think this offseason for, for the Jets is definitely bigger than the Giants. Uh, so can you can so when you say bigger, you mean who has more pressure? Who, I guess or who's, I guess most important. I guess you can say. Who, okay. But, yeah. Who has more pressure? What's yeah? Who's more oh, important think, to actually have a successful offseason? Oh, I think it's the Giant, uh, the Jets, because they just have. I mean, 
whether you agree or disagree, just higher expectations. When you bring in a guy like Aaron Rodgers, it's not just about getting to the playoffs. It's about trying to contend for a Super Bowl, whereas the Giants simply making the playoffs, you would you know qualify that as a successful season. The Jets, how about this? They were 2-6 and six when Garrett Wilson was head, held to 50 or fewer receiving yards, which means not only were they inept offensively, but they just didn't have enough options on that unit to help their best player be successful. Now we saw Brees Hall come alive later in the year, but they need another receiver. They need another running back. They need new tackles because I don't think you bring Makai Becton back. And, of course, you need some insurance behind Aaron Rodgers, whether that be Jacoby Brissett, Gardner Minshew. And then this week we just learned they're going to bring in some help for Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator. So I, 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 there are so many holes, so much pressure. I, I think the Gi- the Jets have a, a bigger offseason uh, than the Giants. Next. All right, let's get back to the Super Bowl discussion, or rather future Super Bowls, because we've had this dynasty discussion all day, in or out. Aside from this current Chiefs run, we will not see a dynasty again in the NFL for at least 10 seasons. Hmm. I'm in on that. I'm in on that. Like, besides the Chiefs, I don't think we're. I don't. I don't think we'll ever see it again. Um, you know, I. I just don't. I don't think it's enough. I don't think it's a one diamond. I, I don't think it's one dominant team out there that's going to be able to do the same thing the Chiefs did. And within the next ten years, with everybody wanting to be paid and the way free agency goes and people jumping from one team to another, you know, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I could. I'm in on that. Yeah, I'm in on that. At, first of all, outside of the Chiefs, what team? would you say is best set up for a dynastic run? You can't look at anyone and and feel good about that. Now, certainly there are great teams, but not teams that are great enough where, A, they've won already, and, B, you feel like there's a longevity aspect to it uh, that they can sustain a, a dynastic run. The Chiefs, like when you look at Kansas City, this is not supposed to be a dynasty. I mean, they traded away Tyreek Hill. They, they lost their offensive coordinator, the brains behind their, their offense with uh, Eric Bieniemy. Patrick Mahomes last year got hurt in the playoffs. This year they struggled, couldn't score points, and somehow it's six straight title games. It's Super Bowl for the fourth time. So everything on paper would suggest that this wasn't supposed to happen outside of the fact that they, of course, have maybe the greatest quarterback we've ever seen and Andy Reid, who's a damn good head coach himself. So with all that said, uh, it's not likely we'll see another team like them. So I'm, so I'm out on us getting in that, another dynastic run uh, in the next 10 years. Next. We'll stick with the Chiefs. This Super Bowl, will it mean something for Mahomes' legacy right now? I'm in on that. Yes, it absolutely does. Because now this guy gets the three championships. And his only, like, check this out. His playoff resume is uh, he's got, what, 14 wins? And three losses. Here are the three losses. Overtime loss um, to the Patriots. And what was that? His rookie year. Mm-hmm. Overtime loss to the Bengals. They were up 21-3 to in that game. And he just fell apart in the second half. And then the Super Bowl loss to Brady. So if he now adds another championship. And those are his only three losses. Where you're like, oh, the only time you beat Patrick in the AFC playoffs is in overtime. And one of the games he didn't touch the ball or in the Super Bowl when you were going up against the GOAT. Like, that means something, especially for him pacing to become the greatest quarterback of all time. So I'm in on this meaning a lot for his legacy. 
Yeah, I got to agree with Ty here. I'm definitely in on that. Um, you know, you could put him up with all the greats. He'd go ahead and get this Super Bowl, um, especially especially in this particular season where they quote-unquote said it was a down season. So if, if he if he comes in this down season uh, and gets a Super Bowl, and you definitely have to – it's definitely uh, going to add to – it's, it's going to give him a stronger leg, a stronger legacy, and it's going to definitely add him up to be up with the Montanas and the and the, and the you know Brady's and you know so on and so forth. So yes, I'm definitely in on that. All right, I know this is typically a football segment, but I'd be remiss if I didn't get a Knicks question in here. Oh, let's do it. In or out, the Knicks will wind up as a top three team in the Eastern Conference to finish out the regular season, and they'll make the Eastern Conference Finals this postseason. Mm. Mm, all right, so, man, this is a really good question. It is because it, it is a really good question. It's really good. Is like the East is they got some really good teams, and I and I do think the Knicks is one of those teams. So I, I can't I can't say I'm out on it. Um, it's just I, I don't know how to answer it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't say I'm out on it. I'll say I'm out on it. Just because at the end of the day, while Boston still has major question marks with its head coach, Joe Mazzula. I mean, I get nervous if I'm a Celtics fan thinking about him, late game situations, critical moments, him drawing up plays to win it. I just don't trust it. Uh, but the Celtics do have the talent, which is why I think overall uh, they have a, a better percent chance or a higher percent chance, I should say, of representing the conference. Milwaukee, I mean, Doc Rivers, like you don't love him in, in big playoff moments either. Their defense has been bad, but last night is another reminder of like what the ceiling could be if they're clicking. And it's, oh, here's a 48-point performance for Giannis. And then Dame adds 30. Uh, 48, 10, and 6 for Giannis. Dame, 30, and 8. Like That's the team that has explosive you know, firepower, two of the best players in basketball. So because of those reasons, I'm out on the Knicks getting to the conference finals because I just think the Celtics and the Bucks in the playoffs will be better. Next. All right, last one for you guys, and we'll stay with the Super Bowl. The guy with the most pressure on him for this Super Bowl is Kyle Shanahan, in or out? Mm. Ooh. I'm, I'm in on that. I'm, I'm going to say I'm in on that because they've, they've been in the championship game uh, a bunch. Uh, he had – Brock Purdy went down last year in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles, so I could, you know, I could understand that game with losing when you when you're losing your quarterback, who's also what people's trying to say now isn't a great quarterback because he got so many people around him. But they 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 lost without him. Uh, but coming into this season, he they made it to the Super Bowl. I think if they don't, if defining it, if if he wins the Super Bowl, or loses the Super Bowl, I don't think it's going to hurt him. But if he didn't win last week, I think it was more of a problem. So. I, I don't know. I really don't know what to say when it comes to it because he is a tricky situation with Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. I, I really I, I don't know how to go by it. I'm out on that. Uh, Kyle Shanahan uh, just signed an extension uh, with the Niners. Him and John Lynch just uh, read up with the organization and just by virtue of that alone, like how much pressure is on him? I, I mean, the conversation, if they lose this game, will be about his inability to get the Super Bowl, right? Like he had the you know, 28-3 to Falcons debacle as the offensive coordinator. He's now would now have lost two Super Bowls. So that would be a big topic of, of discussion across every network. 
But I'm out on it because the guy with the most pressure in the Super Bowl is the quarterback, Purdy. But why because though? They, like, like why he's, he's a he's he he was a he was the last pick in the draft. Why is it so much pressure on Brock Purdy? Why are people pointing Brock Purdy to be this vocal point of of San Francisco? He was the last pick in the draft. The San Francisco 49ers have absolutely overachieved with Brock Purdy as their quarterback. I, I'm I'm not I'm not getting it. I'm not I'm not understanding the Brock Purdy stuff. I'm just except, I'm just not. Except it's not overachieving when in four of the last five years you you've been to the championship game when you've already been to a Super Bowl with another quarterback. And now you're in position to win again. You know, when you look at how the, you know, the, the seas parted for you, Dallas was done in round one. The Eagles were done in round one. Those were two teams expected to challenge you. And, and they disappeared because they had right. their own like, self-implosion. So this was the best opportunity for you to do so. And it took a second-half comeback, fourth-quarter comeback to beat the Packers. It took a second-half comeback uh, to beat the Lions where they were down, what, 24-7 to in that game. So, yes, there's a lot of pressure on that team to win, but it's yeah, ultimately going to come down that. to the quarterback, bro. The quarterback, you can say it's fair, you can say it's unfair. We, it's, we, we call it the most important position in sports for a reason. There's a lot right. of pressure. I, on I, I I totally see, I totally get where you're coming from, but for a guy who was drafted last in the draft, man, I I gotta say this, Sanford, I I, I I gotta say that you can't put. I can't say you can't put much blame on him or put much pressure on him, but the guy took, has taken a team. You know, he came in mid-season last year or toward the end of the season last, you know, last year, and he went on a seven and zero run. Right, and, it, and he ended yeah, up losing in the playoffs because he got hurt. But the guy's the last pick in the draft, and y'all got to get a man a break, man. No, got to give not, him a break. I, I look. I, I feel like some of the criticism uh, of Brock Purdy it goes too far in, in in the direction of you know he's a system quarterback and you know anybody could do it. You know, throw Sam Darnold behind there. I think some of that stuff uh, is a little unwarranted and unfair, but. I do agree. He has a really good roster. His roster is phenomenal, right? His roster is phenomenal. Here's what hurts him. There are two things that hurt him. Kyle Shanahan being one of the best offensive minds, maybe, I'll just say recent NFL history, right? Kyle Shanahan, we know when it comes to coaching offense, he is elite of the elite. It's him and Andy Reid and Sean McVay. I think those are the top three guys in all of football right now when it comes to coaching offense. And on top of that, we just saw in 2019 Jimmy Garoppolo get this team to a Super Bowl. So those two things happening prior to Brock Purdy getting here and the fact that he was taken last in the draft so you don't come in with, you know, a perceived high ceiling works against him from the standpoint of, like, the, you know, the public's viewing of what he can be. So I think there's pressure on him to get it done to prove, like, yes, I can be the engine of this team. Or maybe not even just the engine, because that's Christian McCaffrey. I can be someone who gets us over the hump, because I'll tell you this, Brandon. Let's just say he goes out, and the Chiefs defense has been outstanding all season long, particularly in the second half of games, which is why next week is fascinating, because the Niners are a second-half team in the playoffs. The Chiefs defense in the second half, they don't give up points. If he goes out there and wets the bed, like he's bad, and the Chiefs blow him out, you don't think there's going to be a legitimate question mark next year about whether or not he's the, the starting quarterback of this team? 
Oh yeah, it's gonna be a legitimate question. Like so that's, it should so be so a legitimate question. Pressure. Brock Purdy should never be where he is now, being where he got drafted. That's what I'm saying. A lot of guys don't come through like it's a lot of you know. Just like we'll never see a, a a team go to the Super Bowl four times in a row and lose. You'll never see a quarterback get drafted last in the draft and do what Brock Purdy has done. I, so Next. that's that's why I think. I mean, that's a great point. But those are two separate conversations. I you get it. Say, yeah, it, those are two separate conversations. I'm, you, I'm just saying that the man was was not even supposed to be drafted. Yeah. Got lucky, got his name called, and he ended up in the position where he had to play, and he absolutely balled out. You can say individually, just as as Brock Purdy, he has excelled. He has already exceeded expectations. You go from Mister Irrelevant. To you know, being in the MVP conversation, putting up these numbers, getting your team to a Super Bowl the year after you got them to the championship game, you've already won, bro. I, I, so that in itself is a victory, and that's a success story that you know lives on its own. But as far yeah, we're gonna as consist, we're going to continue to question him if he doesn't, if he goes and do what you just said, yeah, we're going to question him. But that's it's just point. who we are as people. That's how we. That that's just how it is. Yep. We're going to question him. We're going to find out, you know, we want to say, well, Brock Purdy's the guy. Brock, you know, Brock Purdy's not the guy. You know, we, that's what we're going to do regardless of what happens in this game. Like, that's what we're going to question that. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Netflix got the greatest night and pop on, on that streaming service right now where they, where they break down the creation of the We Are the World song. And it's just the collection of, I mean, just all the big names in, in, in pop um, getting together in the studio for one night to, to make that song. Oh, wow. And Michael Jackson, Smokey Robinson, Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan, Tina Turner. You got I oh, mean, wow. Lionel Richie. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. Sheila E. It's just, it's amazing. It's 90 minutes, so it's, you know, it's right there for you to, to get through it in one sitting. I'm going to have to check it out. Yo, it's it's fire. It's dope. But I think, you know, kids, not just kids, but like any age range, you can appreciate that. If you love music, you could pull up and watch that, and it's it's really really good, man. I was I was thoroughly entertained. Cindy Lauper's in there. She's got a big personality. It was dope. I I really loved it. So make sure y'all check it out. Make Definitely sure gotta check, check it out. That sounds very interesting. And I should have known it because the the song was playing, um, but it didn't immediately hit on me or, or hit uh, that it was the Living in America. The Apollo Creed song, Carl Weathers, who, you know, unfortunately we learned passed away. Oh, just destroyed me, man. Week. I saw that. Yeah. Destroyed me big time. And only because of, you know, Carl, and the guy played in a couple of different things, but just his Rocky character, just yeah. second to none, man. That's, you know, man, that, that, that destroyed me right there. Yeah, that was, that was rough, man. Inspired, obviously, by Muhammad Ali. He was boisterous. He was, you know, pompous. He was, he was cocky. You know, he had some personality to him, but there was depth. And you saw... The, the character arc of him going from being like, you know, the antagonist, a little bit of a villain to, to helping Rocky and, and training him. Right. And then he died in, 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 in Rocky four in Rocky's arms. So now the next time you see that, it's just going to be heartbreaking. But yeah, man, we lost uh, Carl Weathers. Uh, RIP to him. Condolences to his family. That's that's right. a rough one. Uh, 800-919-3776 uh, Got a few minutes left in the show Let's go to Artie in Brooklyn What's up Artie? Hey thanks for taking the call Ty I appreciate it Appreciate you I'm, making I'm it. a little confused though I understand like the, the, the 49ers are the number one seed But 
don't they usually go by quarterback? I mean, it's not even close. Purdy wouldn't even be considered to me. Even if he wins the Super Bowl, he's not a franchise quarterback. He, I don't even think he's in the top three in, in, in the NFC as far as quarterbacks. He's got players around him. And the evidence <laughs> when, um, what's his name, um, when the wide receiver and, and McCaffrey were out. Oh, Debo. They, yeah, they lost Debo. the last three. He's not carrying. He's not able to carry the team. And I just think that, in my opinion, I think Kansas City, because of the Mahomes factor, I think they, they should be favorites. Yeah, I'm not betting against Mahomes. I'm I'm not betting against Mahomes again. Appreciate the call, Artie. We got to run just because we're up against the clock. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes again. Hey, that ain't so, happening, bro. So, so, do you think another quarterback wins that game for the 49ers against Detroit? Well, a lot of, I mean, I, maybe. I, so, so you're looking at it from the standpoint of being down 24 to seven. Other people could say maybe they don't go down 24 to seven if they have another quarterback. Mm. Cause he he it's turned the ball two, over. It's always it's, it's always two ways to everything, man. So you, that's why I say sometimes it's pointless on debating because it's it's always two ways on everything. Yeah, let's hit D and Queens. Be quick, but don't hurry, man. We're up against the clock. What's up, D? All right, I'll make it quick. Listen, this whole Brock Purdy thing is about low key about Cam Newton. The media picks their heroes and who they don't. And what he said, they were so vicious that people are overcorrecting. Brock Purdy is a decent quarterback. He's not the guy. He's a guy. But that's why it's so back and forth because low-key, if the 49ers win the, the, the chip, watch how people come for Cam's head. The media picks their heroes and who they dislike. End of story. That's all. No, appreciate the call, I D. Uh, he's definitely a, a polarizing figure. Without, you know, We've learned that the last couple of weeks. People feel very strongly yeah. about Brock Purdy one way or the other. Yeah, only because Cam said something. Yeah, Cam came out and was like, that dude's a system quarterback. He's a game manager. <laughs> Cam's got some takes. And then I don't like how, you know, it, you can disagree with Cam all you want. But the folks that were like, yo, what are you doing now, Cam? That dude was an MVP. Absolutely. He took a team to you a Super Bowl. can't play forever. Like, that's what the hell are y'all talking like, about? Really? Yo, th- wow. man, sometimes these people, man, just, just get me so tight. It's just If so anybody annoying. can talk about a quarterback player, it's Cam. He has the right and his, he's earned the right to be able to do that. Yeah, you can disagree with him. If you don't agree with his take, that's fine. But coming for him, trying to impugn his resume, you can't do that. That dude's won an MVP. That dude was in the Super Bowl. And his career didn't end the way that he would have hoped for and that many people who were high on him would have thought. And but, the team you know, he took to the Super Bowl wasn't even that good. Yeah, I mean, Devin Funches and Calvin Benjamin. Come on, not to disrespect those guys, but come on now. What are we really doing here? BJ, I'll talk to you next week, bro. Yes, sir, Have a good brother. Sunday. good. Yep. Appreciate you guys for tuning into the show. Shout out to Joe Leo, Tom Bauer for holding down the fort. Larry Hardesty's coming next. He's going to cook it. Nick's talk. Got Monica McNutt jumping on the program. So he's going to keep you all excited and entertained. Do a whole lot. So tune into Larry Hardesty coming up next right here. Herm Edwards is going to be on the show too right here on 98.7 ESPN.